Mark chapter 1, verse number 21. And they went into Capernaum. Straightway on the Sabbath day, he entered into the synagogue and taught. In our earlier sermon this morning, we looked at four observations in our context, didn't we? The timing, servant's ministry, the primary task of the servant, the theme of the servant's message, and the transforming work or ministry of the servant, Jesus. We look at that latter point more at length uh, in the spiritual context to show what transformation is. And I trust that you took note of it, and especially the last strand. I, it was really an attempt to show you what salvation is and what it is not. And the Lord calls us and he equips us. He says, come after me and I will make you. Any Christian that does not have an evangelistic effort, whether it be in giving or in praying for, that, for those efforts, may not even be a Christian. And, and when we study the Bible, clearly these things open up to us and we have to teach them to our people that we all can begin searching our hearts. If you're one who is stingy when it comes to missions and giving to the support of missions, you would have to ask yourself a serious question, as I would have to ask myself. Um, this is the message we shared this morning. This hour, we'll be looking at the doctrine of God's servant. Now we will call incorporate God's servant ultimately is Christ, but we are also servants of God. So the applications are also for us who are Christians. Don't limit God's servant to be just the ultimate servant. The doctrine of God's servant, the opposition towards the doctrine, and his triumph, the Lord triumph over the opposition. These are the three heads we'll be sharing. Doctrine of God's servant, opposition towards the doctrine, triumph in opposition. And we should take these lessons person, personally. Now, preaching the gospel and teaching the gospel of Christ is two distinct disciplines of the servant of God. Preaching is heralding the message of God Declaring God's message of repentance, which we said this morning, and faith is generally, um, the faith that the believer has is generally wrought through preaching. Growing and living the Christian life comes through teaching. You understand? Growth comes through teaching. At times, there's no growth because people are not taught the Bible. For instance, in Zimbabwe, 99.9% .9 of the people are not taught the scriptures. It's okay to preach, herald, declare, as I said this morning, primary task. But teaching is different. Apostle Paul said in Colossians 1, 28, whom we preach, 
warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect, mature, or complete. Teleos in Christ Jesus. A good many people like preaching, and that's fine. But only true disciples of Jesus Christ will endure song teaching of the scriptures. I said to Brother Kuzi, and I will be mentioning his name uh, as I go on, as we were there the last Wednesday night with him, I stood up and I said, I do not know if you people here in Maybelline would be able to endure song preaching, teaching, sorry. I, I don't know if you guys can endure song teaching from the Bible. But I, I pray and I ask the Lord that you'll be patient in listening to song teaching of the Bible because you've never heard it before. Apart from when I come to um, a couple of weeks with you, but here's a man that is teaching song Bible truth, and people cannot endure teaching. It 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 it, it rubs them the wrong way, and brother Ophnie, and and therefore, but we ought to pray that people will be able to endure. That's why Paul said that the time would come when people would not be able to endure song doctrine um, but teaching and preaching are distinct um, and a good many people don't wouldn't mind pre you preaching but when it comes to teaching uh, there's a problem Matthew 4 23 and Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogues preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. The apostles followed that trend. Acts 5 verse 42. And daily in the temple and in every house they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus Christ. The converted sinner will not only have a place in their hearts uh, for preaching, the preaching of the word, but they will have a place in their hearts for the teaching of the word. And they would come to hear more so the teaching of God's word than the preaching of God's word. Because it is the teaching where people are built up. Ephesians chapter 4. And you can always tell the wishy-washy and the marginal from the solid Christian. And you should look for these things, brethren, all the time you should look for them. Um, in Proverbs 4, 1 and 2, uh, we are instructed, Hear you children the instruction of a father, and attain to no understanding, for I give you song, doctrine, teaching, forsake ye not my law. And this is what you teach people from, the law of God. The word of God. So let us begin our first point this evening. Doctrine of the servant of God. Mark chapter 1 verses 21 and 22. We now go into our study this evening. And they went into Capernaum. And straightway on the Sabbath day. He entered into the synagogue and taught. 
and they were astonished at his teaching or doctrine, for he taught three times. He taught them as one that had authority and not as the scribes. Now in dealing with this first main head, we will open up the text in a threefold manner, beginning with A, the season when Jesus taught. The season when he taught. The Bible says they went into Capernaum and straightway on the Sabbath day he entered into the synagogue and taught. The season was on the Jewish Sabbath. The Sabbath was the official day of worship in Israel. But during the time of the Lord, the Sabbath was overrun by commercialism, secularism, tradition, more than worship and teaching. And Jesus is taking back the Sabbath as he went into Capernaum in the synagogue and he taught. We're talking about Reformation, that's what Reformation is, teaching the word of God. Not singing and dancing and, and testimonies, but teaching the word of God. We don't like that. Like entertainment. Very interesting this season. The Lord came to restore the meaning of the Sabbath, what it meant, what ought to be done. And by the way, we can take an application from here on the Lord's day. People should come to church to be taught morning and evening where the word of God is taught. And you will find that in the evening, I try to do more teaching, doctrinal, than I would do in the morning where I will do preaching. And I hope you are able to differentiate between the two. You should. Uh, if you, you know, begin to understand the, the gospel. You and I can take a cue from this first sub-point. Jesus observed the Sabbath even though he fulfilled the Sabbath in every sense of the word because he is our rest. He labored that we would find rest. And he went in and he taught. Remember in Luke 4, I quoted this morning from Luke 4. And, it, and he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. Now after his reading, he said these words. This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Luke chapter 4 verse 16. Today we no longer observe the Jewish ceremonial Sabbath. We don't celebrate it that way anymore. We observe the Lord's day. But morally speaking, as Christians, our place is to be under the teaching of God's word on the Christian Sabbath. We observe the Lord's day. This is the season where Christians come together to worship and to be taught. 
move to the second subheading under the doctrine of the servant of God. The second subheading. I it, uh, I show you the season where Jesus when Jesus taught. The second is the station where he taught. The scripture says he taught in the synagogue of the Jews. That's his station. This is very interesting because the synagogue of the Jews was not the church of God. And, and, and it's interesting also because the, the writer calls the synagogue the synagogue of the Jews. Very, very significantly, brethren, because the synagogue of the Jews was not anymore the house of God. Remember Revelation keeps saying, as many of you say you're Jews, but you ain't nothing but the synagogue of Satan. Here you, here you have it. It wasn't, it wasn't owned by God anymore. And that's why the narrator calls it the synagogue of the Jews. Nevertheless, it was the station where Jesus taught the synagogue of the Jews. We're told that the church of God is the pillar and the ground of truth, but not the synagogue. It was the house of error. And that's why we read the synagogue of the Jews. You, you, don't, you don't call the church the church of the Jews. And I hope that our church don't ever become the church of the devil. And it can become that way if our doctrines are false doctrines. Um, synagogue of the Jews had become a den of robbers. You remember Jesus went in to the Jerusalem temple. And he said, um, my father's house is, is called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. Because it was now overrun by false gospels. And Jesus quoted from Jeremiah 7. Is this house become a den of robbers in your eyes? Go and look and see what I did to Shiloh. What happened to it? Utterly destroyed. And brethren, we must be careful with our church, uh, and, and, uh, and we must guard our pulpit carefully, lest our church become a den of robbers, den of thieves. And all it means is that we are robbing people from the word of God. We are robbing souls um, by not preaching the gospel. Uh, so the station was the synagogue. Uh, you remember in the book of Acts, the Apostle Paul learned this habit from the Lord Jesus. So I will quote it, Acts 17, verse 2. Some weeks ago, I think Brother Deborah, when he was going through Acts, did this. Now, when they had passed through Amphilois and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where was the synagogue of the Jews. Again, you see this phrase, this term. And Paul, as his manner was, went in unto them, and three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of the scriptures. So the Thessalonian church was born. Now Paul had uh, Paul should not had to go into a synagogue and reason out of the scriptures if it was a synagogue of a house of God. But he did it because it was his manner every place he go. And today, many churches have become a place of entertainment. 
rather than a teaching center. Now, when people come to church, they should expect to be taught the precepts of God. And reformation starts with teaching. That's how reformation is wrought, teaching people the word of God. I was able, I was glad I was able to sit with Brother Joseph Shoko with an H, ask a lot of questions, um, and, and you can always see people that are interested in Reformation, want to know um, about worship, want to know about doctrine, inquiry questions. Oh, this guy's a pastor, you know. Um, but are destined to be a pastor. Uh, but I heard from him today. But today, many churches are nothing more than synagogues of the devil. We are told in Ezra 7, verse 10, for Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it and to teach in Israel statutes and judgment. Judgments, plural. The season when Jesus taught doctrine, the Sabbath, the place he taught, synagogue, the station, synagogue. C, part number C on the first heading. Uh, I'm moving quickly. Uh, part number C, um, doctrine of the servant of God, the authority in which he taught, the authority in which Jesus taught. Verse 22, and they were astonished at his teaching, his doctrine, for he taught them as one that had authority and not as the scribes. He taught them as one that had authority. And obviously he had authority, he's God, and all authority is given to him. But when one opened the scriptures, brethren, they can speak with authority. When we mimic others, we don't have any authority. When we, when we repeat what other men say, we are not preaching and teaching with authority. But when we can say, thus saith the Lord, from the scriptures, we are speaking with authority. And nobody can challenge authoritative preaching like this. Uh, like I said this morning, when we are copycats, we do not have the authority to say, thus saith the Lord, for we are copying from a book. Don't come here copying. Read books to aid you, but study to show yourself approved. And I can tell very quickly when men are copying from a book, because I got books too. And when they're digging in and burning the midnight oil. The scriptures. When we, uh, uh, the scribes and the Pharisees were copycats, repeating the traditions of the fathers. And Jesus many times chided with them for doing that. So, brethren, I've completed the first heading, the doctrine of the servant. I give you three, maybe three subheads. You should get your pen uh, and, and not a piece of scrappy paper. Get a nice book that you can keep your notes formulated, that you can share them with other people in devotional form. Point number two, the opposition towards the doctrine, verses 23 through 25. The opposition. Teaching doctrine would be met 
by opposition. And don't, don't forget, Jesus was in the synagogue. He was on a street corner. He was in a synagogue. And there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit. And he cried out saying, leave us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? And, and this was really a, a derogatory remark that this demon is making, this unclean spirit. You, you may not sense it, but he's a smart aleck, the devil. Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. Now the last place one expect opposition was the hub, the hub, the hub it should be of Jewish religion. Here in the synagogue of the Jews, Jesus faced opposition because of his doctrine. A man with an unclean spirit was there um, resisting the doctrine, opposing the doctrine of Christ. Now all unclean spirits are headed up by Satan, or let me let me let me even make it more simple, unconverted people in the congregation. That's 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 what is in view. Unsaved people are headed up by unclean spirits, Satan, because he has not been cast out. He still rules the unsaved heart. But unsafe people, along with Satan, are never passive in their opposition. And I will show you why on the three subheadings, why this man showed opposition to Jesus' teachings. First, he was vocal. And he cried out, saying, leave us alone. And this is always the disposition of the lost soul. Leave us alone. And people will actually tell you this. I remember this lady tell, say, I, I, I don't know if you want, um, the, the person that told me, remember this lady on her sick bed, sick bed, said, leave me alone, let me go to hell. And now when you can say that, there's no hope for you. Don't come and aggravate me on my sick bed. Let me go to hell. Well, you know, all witnessing is cease. When somebody can say something like that. Terrible. We all think that we are fine in our unsafe state. Leave me alone. We can be quite vocal about our position when we are lost. But the Lord did not come to leave men alone. The Lord is not me and you. He come to overpower Satan and his demons. And this is the wonder about salvation. If we were to be left alone, we would all perish, Olive. If, if the Lord would leave us alone, you and your siblings, you will all perish. You should thank God that he's not leaving you alone. 
You work, might work through the par your parents. You might work through the preacher. You might work through a teacher. But he will not leave his elect alone. You remember what Jacob said? When, when he grabbed a hold of, 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 of the angel. Uh, when the angel says, let me go. He says, I will not let you go until you bless me. Determination. That's why you determine that you want to be saved. You want to be converted. And every sinner that wants to be converted will be converted. And every sinner that don't want to be converted may be left that way. At the end of the day, you get what you want. God is sovereign. You may be quiet in the setting of the church. You may be quiet. Your disposition might be quiet. But you are vocal in unbelief. Very vocal. Just when you get with your friends, your unsafe peers, you will see how vocal you are. You know, my, my pastor was saying, you know, my pastor was saying this, you know, he's such a nut. You think I don't believe what he's saying? I just can hear some of you. You, you. That's as ridiculous as that song. You think I'll give up my sin for, for something like that? Vocal. Uh, don't ever think that unbelievers are silent. Satan is vocal in opposition and people are not neutral under the doctrine of Jesus. They are very vocal, like this demon uh, was. When Jesus was being crucified, all the demons were running wild. They were calling on the Lord, come down from the cross. One of the thieves began to rail on him. Come down and save yourself and save us. The other one was at a point of conversion. At the point of conversion, I said to him, don't you fear God? God was drawing him. He said, this man, I've done nothing amiss. We are getting what we deserve, the just punishment. But this man have done nothing wrong. And he begged God to be merciful to him. And the Lord said, today, right now, you'll be with me in paradise. Instantly, he was changed. So don't ever think that unconverted people are silent. This demon was, he was, he, he, this was, was vocal. But all of a sudden, around the cross, opposition came to an end. As the Lord spoke to this one man. My friend, don't ever think that unconverted people are quiet in their opposition towards Jesus. Another thing about the unclean spirit in this man that's showing us what the unconverted is like. This, this, this unclean spirit was verse in the scriptures. He was verse in the scriptures. Look at the text. What have we to do with thee? Thou Jesus of Nazareth. That's where he grew up. We didn't see him as Jesus that came down from heaven. Emmanuel. Art thou come to destroy us? Noble hell. I know thee who thou art. The Holy One of God. And Satan knows very well. Like all unconverted people. Who Jesus is. Ask them. Oh you claim to be the son of God. 
claim to be born of a virgin, I hear it every Christmas. Verse in the scriptures. He knows the scriptures better than some of us. He just twists the scriptures. Unsaved man knows that God is holy and is aware of judgment. God has given all men this knowledge. They just would not bow to him. Recently, we had a man who came to us. You know, I don't know why he, why, why he come to us to Jesus. said, I got a pastor, a young pastor looking for work. I said to him, pastors don't have to look for work. Pastors are called to the work. Nevertheless, he brought him, called me and said, you know that man I told you about? I'm, I'm with him. Uh, would you talk with it? I arranged to meet him at Food Lovers in Borodale. And we told him, I told him our position. I didn't give him a chance. I told him our position right away. We don't speak in tongues. We don't believe in dreams. We don't believe in women preachers. Because I know, but I know basically most of the people in Zimbabwe are charismatic. So I did not give him a chance. He was quick to say to me, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God and he was crucified and he rose again. And he's saying this in front of me and calling. And um, Chatiga, I say, yeah. I said, so does the devils believe that. You gotta, you gotta come with more than that. And you can be conned very quickly in a church with a pastor, a false preacher. I tell him, anyhow, don't get discouraged. You know, if you want to learn, this is where we meet. In Mabel Ring, never saw him again. You cannot convert charismatic people. Don't fellowship with them. Reverse in the scriptures. Homeboy, uh, Brother Curtis, first of all, his appearance. When you look at him, like, Three or four of his front teeth out. What kind of pastor you want coming up speaking to you with three front teeth of you more out? You need to take care of yourself. Make yourself look presentable. I don't care how you dress, Presley. Fix your mouth, man. It's the mouth that you're using as the vehicle to speak to people. But everybody sees somebody coming from America that is a pastor, want to pay there. You got to be careful. What I'm saying to you is that Satan is verse in the scriptures. He will outfox you. He will outdo you. Um, he will outmaneuver you. People are quick to say they believe and ready to join up the church, even coming for membership. Verse in the scriptures, but not ready to submit. To the authority of Jesus. Not ready. We have, we have people come here like this. This young man, but often he's frank. Not ready. And you can accept those people into membership. Next thing you know, they marry off one of your daughters. Be careful. Pastor Ted is hard line, I guess. No, he's careful. Burned several times. I went around the block, Sandrine, and back. That's why I'm so careful. Not that I won't be burned again. Brethren, oppose the doctrines of scriptures. 
Oppose the doctrine of scripture alone. Oppose the doctrine of grace alone. Oppose the doctrine of glory to God alone, to faith alone. There is still opposition today along these lines in our church. Many of our people have not come around, would not come around because they are opposing the doctrines, the teachings of the word of God. Thirdly, I, I says vocal, unsaved, verse in the scriptures. Thirdly, the unclean spirit can be violent, violent, verse 25 and 26. Jesus rebuked him saying, hold thy peace and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had torn him and cried with a loud voice, he came out to be violent. People don't understand that the devil will do them harm. They don't understand. The man who lived among the tombs in Mark 5 was being torn and tormented by many legions, Mark 5, verse 5. It says he was in the mountains and in the tombs crying and cutting, cutting himself with stones. And this is to show the violent nature of Satan and his hosts. Um, and, and, and people, the unconverted people, do not know that the thief comes to kill and to steal and to destroy. Um, violent towards the gospel of Christ. So I've shown you two main heads this evening. Doctrine of the servant of God, the opposition of the doctrine and last the triumph over the opposition. This is the last heading, the triumph. Verse 27 says this. They were all amazed in so much that they questioned among themselves saying, what thing is this? What new doctrine is this for authority? Command if he even the unclean spirits and they do obey him. Mark 1, 27. These ones at Capernaum, you know, Capernaum was the place where Jesus faced most of his opposition. And, and yet, many of the disciples came from Capernaum. Most of the miracles were done at Capernaum. But it was the place where Jesus had the most opposition. But these ones at the Capernaum synagogue were amazed at the power of the spoken word by Christ who had authority over the devil. They were not concerned about their own state of unbelief. Scripture says the gospel of Christ is foolishness to those perishing, but to those who are saved is the power of God. And the best way to triumph over opposition is to faithfully teach God's word. To faithfully teach God's word. And, and let God do the rest, to faithfully preach God's word. And, and, and this is what I endeavor to do. There are people that would oppose me, um, oppose the truth, faithfully preach God's word. It cannot change. I, I, what I've been teaching for many years here, I, I, you, I haven't changed. You, you, you can't change the truth. You cannot change. With all of these new things that are coming up, people fighting, 
You can't change. The best way to triumph at home is to be faithful. The Apostle Paul says, No thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. I'll quote it from the New King James. For we are to God the fragrance or the aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To the one we are an aroma of death, leading to death, and to another aroma of life leading to life. And who is sufficient for these things? God is. The unconverted will become saved or they will eventually be damned forever. And thus the preaching of the gospel and the servant triumph in one way or the other. They don't know, but God knows. So don't be frustrated. The Jews in the synagogue said, what thing is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority commanded he even the unclean spirits. And they do obey him. Remember when Jesus sent out the, the, the 70 when they come back and they said, the unclean spirits are subject to us. Jesus says, don't rejoice about that. I saw Satan fell like lightning heaven. Rejoice that your name is written in the Lamb's book. Don't, don't rejoice in your ability to speak God's word. Don't, don't rejoice in that. Rejoice that your name is recorded in heaven if you are saved. Because people can be fake. But when obedience is wrought in the life of those hearing they will cease to oppose the word of God and they will embrace the word of God. I know many who started out in opposition toward the doctrines of grace who now embrace the doctrines of grace. Many here, and some still don't understand. They don't understand church order. They don't understand ecclesiology. They don't understand basic church manners. And the one thing that I appreciate with this young man is his ecclesiological stand in respecting authority. Sometimes I say, but who's he? We home, man. Call me Brian. Uh, all he knows, Pastor Brian. Pastor Brian. Or my wife, Auntie Marcel. This man knows what it means to respect leadership. Every message that I preach in the hearing of Shamiso, sitting there taking notes, Pastor Brian, thank you for the word of God. Every single message. I say, I can see that you are a trained woman. We are taught to respect authority. I wish that some of us would understand these things. Basic church manners, ecclesiology, brethren. We're told in verses 28 and 29, and immediately his fame spread abroad throughout all the region around about Galilee, and forthwith 
when they were come out of the synagogue, they entered into the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. And here we see that Simon's and Andrew's house was in Capernaum. And whenever there is opposition, there is a remnant. There's a Peter and there's an Andrew in spite of the opposition. And we are thankful here for the small remnant. In light of the opposition, we are thankful for the remnant. We can be thankful for that. And I am thankful. Now in the conclusion of our message this evening, there's some final thoughts of application to me. And one is servants of God, true servants of God, will be noted by their doctrine. Jesus said, my doctrine is not mine, but him that sent me. If any man will do his will, he will know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I'm speaking by myself. The, the student listening to doctrine would know if that source that is bringing doctrine is true or false. And it means that you must do like the Bereans did. I, I don't know if you know what the Bereans did uh, in Acts 17 or Acts 16. Well, read it and you'll see what they did. Um, the key is if any man is willing to do his will, many people come to church and go, but they are not willing to do God's will. If they were willing, they would know that God's word must be obeyed. They would know that. And they would also know that the preacher that is preaching doctrine have their well-being at heart, their spiritual well-being. They would know that. It is he that makes us willing in the day of his power. Nothing will be done for the glory of God and the benefit of his kingdom until the Lord grant you and me the will to do of his good pleasure. So, by the way, this concludes our study of Mark chapter 1. By the help of God, I was able to get through this evening. And we give thanks to God again. So let's pray and give him thanks. Let's pray. We thank you for your help. We thank you for your people who sat patiently. Lord, as we, as we always pray and ask, uh, we have sought to be faithful to the text before us. However, as flesh, as with various infirmities, anything that was said that wasn't pleasing to you, please, O oh Lord, just blow it away. But that which is important and which is truthful, we pray that you will minister grace to those who hear. We commit these thoughts to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.